Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always. Today, we are joined by Aaron Chen. And Aaron has been building businesses online for the last decade. He comes from humble beginnings, made tons of mistakes like all of us, paid for him, and it took him eight years before he finally figured out how to generate sales on a consistent basis. He has since built a six-figure business 100% online and teaches hundreds of students all around the world how to do the same. He's an award-winning marketer and enjoys nothing more than seeing his students achieve the same results he has, only quicker. So I've asked him to join us here today to help any of you in the audience struggling to get to that next level. So Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Daryl. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Yeah, it's an honor and a pleasure. And um, So you say you came from humble beginnings. Let's talk about this. Like what... How did you even get into this? Do you do you have like are your parents entrepreneurs? Like what got you started? Yeah, so no man, I mean my parent, you know, my mom's um, in real estate. My dad used to own a, an advertising business that went, you know, bust in 1998 when the mm. during the Asian financial crisis. Um, mm-hmm. so it wiped a lot of people out. Um, I was a corporate guy, you know, um, for many many years I was in corporate sales. And um, it was, it's funny because when I first started my job, all I wanted to do was become a CEO of a company, of a big corporate company, right? And um, I did pretty well in corporate, but um, realized after, you know, five, six years um, really hustling that it was just not really what I wanted to do. And so um, back in 2008, 2009... My dad um, introduced me to the world of MLM, right? Network marketing. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how I got my start. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I never knew about residual income. I, I never thought I would ever build a business. I thought I was just going to you know, cl- climb the corporate ladder. Um, and that was kind of my first entry point into the whole business, you know, quote unquote business world. Um, and that's how I got my start. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So what was kind of the greatest challenge in, in those early days and how did well, you overcome it? Yeah, the, the, the truth is is that um, it's funny, right, because I consider myself a, a pretty smart guy, but business is, is hard. It's really, really tough, and it took me a long, long time to, to figure out, you know, kind of navigate my way around the business world because um, it's just so different from, from working a normal job. You know, when you're in your normal day job, it's really easy. You do this, you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know exactly what you're supposed to do on a day-to-day basis, but with business, there are no real rules, you know, and so with network marketing um, – 
I was pretty decent, you know. I recruited. I joined like four different network marketing companies, um, and I recruited about twenty to fifty people in each of them. But um, it wasn't scalable, you know. I just wasn't making the kind of income that I thought I would be making, and it was um, a lot tougher than I expected. Um, and there was no scale, so I I kind of went online and did a lot of research and kind of discovered this whole world of internet marketing and. You know, I've tried so many, you know, over, over the next eight years, I basically tried lots and lots of different business models, right? Mm-hmm. Affiliate marketing, internet marketing, uh, top tier sales, e-commerce. I've done a little bit of everything and um, I spent a lot of money making tons and tons <laughs> of mistakes basically over the over the next eight years. Um, just basically wiped my savings account, you know, away and then um, realized that I, I wasn't really getting the right results um, and then, um, you know, for, for a period, I, I quit my job, right? So I quit mm-hmm. my job for about three years and just really hustled, worked from home, um, made a lot of mistakes, made a bit of money here, made a bit of money there, but really wasn't getting the results that I wanted to, ran out of money, and I literally had to go back into the workforce because I had I had nothing. I, I basically was down to my last um, 500 bucks, if you can believe it or not, mm-hmm. right? And and it was at that point where my girlfriend, who's my wife now, um, she was like, she was like, dude, you need to get a job. Seriously, you need to be responsible, and you need to go and get a job. And I was like, no, I was, yeah. I was literally it's crushing denial. the dream. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was crushing my dreams, and I was like, no, I've been doing this for three years. Um, I can figure this out. But literally, I had no more money to 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 figure it out. I was out, I was out of time, right? So. Um, I literally had to dust off my suit. I got my CVs out there again, um, and I, I found you know I, I found a job. It was basically back in um, you know uh, sales, basically back, mm. back to what I was good at. And when I went in back into corporate, um, I, I didn't give up on this internet thing because I had made a bit of money, so I knew it was possible. I just didn't know how to do it properly or mm-hmm. consistently, right? So. Literally every day, um, I would I would be hustling on my business. You know, on the commute to work during lunch times, I would bring my laptop. I'd find a quiet little corner in a cafe. You know, kind of fill around on my computer, and then at the end of every day, I would you know work on my business for three to four hours. And then on the weekends, I would put even more time. And that's basically what I did every day for the next you know few years. And and that's kind of how I broke through. Um, and so it took me a long time, but. What I realized was I finally started to understand why people buy products online. I started to understand all about lead generation and then more importantly, how to convert the leads that I was getting into sales and into customers. And that's kind of how my, my business really you know, took a turn for the better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what were some of the key skills you felt you had to develop to get you over that hump? Yeah, I think I think the one thing, especially when it comes to well, well there, there are a few things really. The, the number one thing is is to never stop, right? Never quit. So I think um, this is a general thing with you know, if you want to build a business and you want to be a successful entrepreneur, um, you always have to take a lot of action, and you have to understand that you're gonna fail a lot. You know, I wanted to quit more than probably 20 times um, in in the first eight years that I was you know trying to figure it out. Um, but if you never stop, then you're never going to quit, right? And and you you will figure it out at some point. So that's that's the first thing. But but on on a more detailed you know level, the thing for me that really made the difference was 
building a lot of my own stuff. So number one, coming out with great content on a regular basis. So I started doing videos really heavily. And so that's why till today, YouTube is still one of my main strategies. So getting really good at understanding what my audience was looking for, creating content every single day, getting it out to them, um, figuring out the strategy where they would actually find my content. Because what I didn't understand was that, you know, the internet is like, is like you know, the world full of water, right? Mm -hmm. And if you release one video, it's like a speck in the ocean. Nobody's gonna find the stuff, and that's the big mistake that I was making. I thought that if I just made a video, people are gonna just naturally find it and, and consume my content, but that's so far from the truth, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's actually about creating good content and then understanding how to get it into into the hands of people so they actually find your stuff and then watch it um, and then get, you know, sort of, sort of move forward and um, you, you get the result that you're trying to get, right? Mm -hmm. So it was learning how to do that, learning the strategy, learning how to become really good at content, and then also understanding that I actually had to build my own stuff. So I had to build my own sales funnels. I had to build some of my own capture pages. And, and this might be a little bit technical for some of the listeners, but in, in my industry, internet marketing, these are like the basic things that you had to learn. Whereas in the first eight years, I was trying to use other people's stuff most of the time. Mm. So I was using I was affiliate. Using other, yeah, as an affiliate, right? So I was using other people's sales funnels. I was using other people's uh, capture pages. I was using other people's email sequences. And, and that's all great and good. But understand that you're always, it's like, it's like having, um, it's, like, it's like using crutches to walk. You're never going to get off them. And they're never going to, you're not going to walk that fast ever on them. You might learn to walk a little bit, but you're never going to run with crutches on, right? Right. right. Yeah. Well, the and problem so, is that problem in that case is they own everything. And it's like, it's, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I remember with one yeah. client, we, we grew their Facebook page following from 30,000 followers to 300,000 followers. We did like three and a half million dollars. But in that process, one of our biggest challenges was, you know, six months, four to six months into it, you know, with that Facebook page, we were able to push a ton of traffic, but it was January 1st, I think it was 2014, Facebook changed the rules. And then that's when they introduced the boost post feature for your page. Right. And we right. were getting like 2 million impressions a week before that. And as soon as they introduced that feature, we were getting 300,000 impressions and they wanted us to pay to have our audience reach the rest. And that's just a massive difference all of a sudden. So the yeah. danger is like you build your building on someone else's real estate. That just yeah. happens so many times. You really have to be careful because like you said, the internet, I mean, MySpace once was the big thing, right? Now it's Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yahoo used to be the number one search engine. Now it's Google, you know? So um, anyway, so that's I think that's a really valuable lesson. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, just on that point, Daryl, um, you know, over because I started in 2009, um, that was when, I mean, the internet was, you know, it's pretty heavy already. There are quite a lot of marketers on there, but it was still, you know, really early days of the internet marketing world, mm -hmm. right? And that was when Google AdWords was, was really big. Mm -hmm. um, and I got kicked off Google in 2010. <laughs> you got a slap. Right? I got a slap, right? The, the infamous Google slap. And it's kind of the same thing that's happening with, you know, Facebook now, even though Facebook is great if you can stay on there. Yep. But, you know, what I call the big boy networks, they will always be like that. You know, you have to play according to their rules. And if you don't protect your business from all sides, you might be, you know, flying high one day and the next day, boom, everything is gone. Yeah. And, you know, I've had so many accounts shut down, not because I was doing anything wrong. It's just because I didn't understand the rules of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. had a, I had a friend, he got Facebook dialed in. He's out of Mexico. He was doing 
right. after expenses, twenty grand U.S. a month, net right. profit. Ran a Facebook ad campaign. Not so. I think he went in one day and he duplicated it and pointed at something else and he had his account shut down. But it was the exact same ad he'd been running for six or eight months or something like that. He just wanted to test like a new audience, and right. they just and you know and they slapped and they slapped him. They didn't like what he was doing. So sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. So you really need to have like persistence and like so you have to own as much as you can, right? Have backups yeah, too. Definitely, you have to you have to learn how to generate traffic. You can't keep buying other people's traffic. You know, you need to be on multiple platforms, not just one platform. You know, because if I if I got kicked off of, of YouTube uh, for whatever reason, then I'm screwed, right? So that's mm -hmm. why I need to protect myself with all the other things like Bing or, um, you know, paid ads or solo traffic, all the different methods of, of generating leads. Yeah. So, all right. So the skills that really helped you is one, making good content. Two, being able to get that content like get uh, sorry making getting being able to get that content found and then mm. building sales funnels yeah that, yeah yeah so yeah I definitely what's the key to the getting the content found part yeah so it, it really depends on what platform you're playing on right so um, let's just talk about YouTube for example sure. um, because that that's where you know again most of my skills are um, the thing that I was doing, and, and this is interesting because I started the YouTube strategy when I first started in 2009, right? And I, mm. I, I recorded a video every single day. I must have uploaded, you know, maybe 300 videos or something like that. The problem is, is that every single one of the, those videos, you know, people had only, there were only 50 views on each of those videos. So people weren't finding my stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so on YouTube, because there are, you know, hundreds of thousands, you know, maybe millions of videos being uploaded every single day. The problem now is not just about creating good content, it's about you know, getting people's attention and people finding your stuff. And so on, on YouTube, there's two main strategies. All right, the, the, the one that everybody talks about and everyone thinks of when they think of YouTube is becoming a YouTube superstar, right? A YouTuber, mm -hmm. um, and you know, creating one of those massive channels where you have like 20 million followers and stuff like that. But the problem is, is in order to do that, it's very, very, very difficult, right? And there are very few people that that know how to do that properly. So people like PewDiePie, um, you know, some of the huge YouTubers, they're able to do that. But the normal everyday person to be able to do that, you know, one it takes massive skills and, and, and a little bit of luck, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't recommend that strategy. The strategy that I use is I like to create a great piece of content or lots of it, and then I get it ranked basically on YouTube for a specific keyword. So uh, for lack of a better example, if I was in the cooking space and I wanted to teach someone how to you know, fry an egg, I might make a video on how to fry an egg and literally go after that exact keyword, how to fry an egg. And so when, when somebody goes onto YouTube and they're like, huh, I want to learn how to fry an egg today and they type it out, my, my video would literally fall, you know, they, it would uh, show up on probably number one, two, three, four, or the fifth result of the first page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's keyword, it's the keyword game all over again. Now, how do you rank yeah. your keyword on YouTube? Is it, is it keyword stuffing? Is that like, cause I know for LinkedIn for a long time and honestly, even last time I checked this video is being, this, this interview is being done in 2018. The last yeah. time I checked, you know, earlier this year, it was still if you had if you wanted to rank for a keyword like marketing consultant, you just had to have marketing consultant in your profile more times than the number two guy. 
that's how if someone did a keyword search is youtube like that or you just stuff keywords is yeah, it that simple yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna well, stay that way if it is no it's, it's funny because it used to be like that but it's not like that anymore right so mm-hmm. uh, again it, it you know we're, we're sort of in this uh time where a lot of these you know big boy networks are becoming a lot more sophisticated mm-hmm. they're, they're becoming really clever so if you start you know trying to game this system by keyword stuffing which is basically you know sticking as you know that keyword phrase um in the title the description as many times as possible they will penalize you right yeah, and, they used to do that in know. google they used to just make the text white and same color as the background yeah i've know? done that before yeah <laughs> for, for the audience that's listening you have to understand is that none of these networks are going to punish you for creating original relevant quality content None of yeah. them are going to punish you for that. But like 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 Aaron said, if you're trying to game the system, if you think you found a trick or a loophole, you know, if if it's black hat, which means you know it's kind of like not legit. If you find something and it works, like okay, be you know make money while you can, I guess. But be prepared to have it disappear, because it can still be tough even when you do everything legitimate. So just just anyway, just a word of warning from there. Sometimes if things sound too good to be true, they they can be too good be be too good to be true sorry carry on how do we rank for a keyword yeah so so this is the way that that i would do it um i would first of all focus on you know a particular uh niche so let's just say you're in the weight loss niche right so you want to create obviously videos that are very very related to that niche only okay that's how you sort of build authority and you build a following the way that you rank video is that around that niche let's just say you're going after a particular keyword phrase like how to lose weight, okay, a, a simple mm-hmm. example. I would make sure that I have that keyword phrase in my title, uh, maybe three or four times in the description, but in the description you wanna write proper paragraphs and describe your video. You know, you don't just uh, add the keyword phrase three or four times, that doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have it at, at least one time, or I would just say once, in your tags, okay? Then you create a great video around how to lose weight, you know, however you want. Um, the video could be three minutes long, it could be 15 or 20 minutes long, it just, it's completely up to you, it doesn't really matter. Um, now, here is, is the, the real beauty, and, and this is where um, it, it really starts to make sense. If you started a brand new channel and you made one video on how to lose weight and you did everything right, your video is not gonna rank on YouTube. And the reason is because your channel has no authority. Okay, and there are lots and lots of other channels out there that are going after those keywords that are a lot bigger than your little tiny brand new channel. Okay, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but as you start to build your channel, as you start to upload more videos around the topic of how to lose weight, how to get six pack abs, how to, you know, get bigger biceps or, or whatever you decide to go after, your channel starts to build authority over time. Right. So, for example, if your channel had a hundred videos on there and they're all relevant, it will have a much, much higher authority than a channel that have had 20 videos, for example, okay? So it's it's the long game, all right? The YouTube game, the YouTube ranking game, it's the long game. You can't, you know, you, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, right? Just like entrepreneurship in general. So the idea is to build really hustle on building a few different authority sites. So now you've got multiple channels that have hundreds of videos on them and it becomes very, very powerful. It has a lot of authority and that's how you actually start to rank a lot of video. Got it. So you're producing content on a daily basis, publishing to these sites. Are you giving away everything on the farm? Like, are you trying to hold anything back? 
Is it just put all, all the best stuff you can out there? Like, that's another question I know a lot of people are going to ask is, well, how do I get a lot of people's attention but still have something to offer them afterwards? Yeah, so I think that the easiest way to do that is to break up your strategies into little segments, right? So let's just say um, the overall strategy had 10 major points. I would literally just share one point or two points in every single video. Um, that way you're giving away your best stuff and people actually love you for it. Right, because that's really important on YouTube because there are a lot of people that pretend like they care, but they don't really. Okay, So they don't really give away good content. But if you actually take that next level and you actually give away your best stuff, people are going to like you more. But you're not giving away the farm because you're only giving them point number one or point number two. And for them to find out a little bit more, they have to e either buy your product or they have to get on your email list. Um, and you follow up with them and you build a relationship and, and that's really the way to do it. And the reason why that's such a powerful strategy is because you might give away, say you have a course, you might give the entire course away, but you've broken it up into such little pieces that people would pay just to get the condensed, like just give me the condensed step-by-step -step how to do it you know, a course versus making me sort through your entire channel and finally and read the blog articles. Like, I just don't have that much time. Just give me the fish, right? Just give yeah. me the fish. Don't make me comb through everything and try to rebuild the fish scale by scale. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, it would be so difficult for someone to, you know, I mean, I've, I've had, you know, people message me and say, man, Aaron, I've been, you know, surfing on YouTube for three years. Um, and I'm not able to find out how to build this entire, you know, puzzle together because you, it's almost impossible. You know, people, uh, YouTubers or, or video creators, they release random videos at random times. So it's very, very different to actually um, buying a structured, you know, course that's going to teach you how to do it, you know, from step one to, you know, from A to Z, basically. Right, yeah, absolutely. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So we're producing, you know, 100, 365 videos in a year. How do we know what to talk about? Yeah, so um, I I keep myself. Um, it's really really important that you keep yourself learning, right? So um, if you, you know, you've probably heard the saying, if you're not if you're not growing, you're dying, right? So mm -hmm. and then the the easiest way to do this is to uh, find a few people that you like in your particular. Uh, niche area. So let's just say we're talking about weight loss again. Uh, it's just an easy, you know, I, I like using that, that example. I would follow people that are, you know, masters at weight loss uh, in the weight loss industry. I probably follow two, three, four, five of them. And I would literally just consume their content um, on a regular basis. And that's how you get ideas. That That's, that's the easiest way. That's number one. So, um, you know, focus time following your, you know, quote unquote mentors um, on different social media, you know, channels, whether it's Instagram or um, Google, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, and then taking those little ideas, creating them in your own words, and then putting out that content, you know, that's how you stay motivated. Uh, another way that I do it is I buy books, I buy a lot of, you know, hard copy books, um, I think that's a great way. Um, you know, if if anything, you know, people say that that you should be reading a lot. Um, the problem with a lot of books is you don't learn that much strategy. But I tell you what, though, it keeps you pumped and it keeps you motivated. Um, and and if you buy the good books, it does give you some strategy that you can then use for yourself in your own uh, content. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you have to keep on it. You have to keep searching. And there's categories that people can produce content on as well. Like you mentioned, weight loss. So if I go to YouTube. Yeah. The beautiful thing is the search prediction tool. So when you start typing into YouTube any word, it'll suggest a bunch of things that you can search. And they're actually ranked in order of popularity. So I just put weight right. loss in, 
and it's yeah. given me weight loss transformation, weight loss journey, weight loss motivation, weight loss hypnosis, weight loss workout, weight loss tips, weight loss meditation, weight loss subliminal, weight loss diet. So yeah. now I could pick a handful of those and have some topics. And now at least I know if I'm producing content, I'm kind of producing content. And it's even good for research, like if you're going to create a channel what should your channel be about, right? If you want to do weight loss, what should I do? Just looking at this, people are interested in the transformation and journey stories. They're interested in motivation to help with their weight loss. They probably have feelings of uh, lack of self-confidence, you know, feelings of inadequacy around it. The hypnosis, there's hypnosis, meditation, subliminal. It's probably a whole business around just helping people retrain their brain and, and whether it's neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, right, Affir affirmation tracks, Right, like that sort of thing yeah. wrapped around weight loss, and and um, another good tool you can use as well is Google Trends. Google Trends is a fantastic tool for going, and you. I like to go worldwide. If you're if you're in a local country or something, if you're targeting people in a certain country, you maybe want to take that country. You make the timeline the last five years, and you put your keyword in, and it'll tell you the top search terms, and it'll even tell you what cities. So if you were going to use YouTube to try to generate leads for like a live event or something, or especially if you're a local-based business, um, that's a fantastic way to know how to target and where to target, and just kind of give people direction. But obviously, you have to keep learning anyways, and even if you're not... Um, Sorry, even if you're not interested in what I just suggested, you if you once you start creating a channel, it's almost becomes your responsibility to stay abreast of what's new and upcoming and to be on top of that. You have to be able to be topical, right? So if there's a yeah. new trend, new yeah. emerging, you have to be reading the books, you have to be watching the gurus and experts. You have to be take, like checking out all that stuff. Yeah, so definitely. Where do you see most of your people tripping up? I mean, like, all right, so I got a channel and I'm pumping out content and it's relevant to what my audience wants and I'm optimizing it to what ranks and I'm in it for the long game. How do I monetize? When does this turn into money? Yeah, so um, I think the best way is to collect um, an email address, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, get people on your list. Um, it's called a list, you know, you're building up a database of people and um, that is actually the best way. It's a really, really interesting question because a lot of YouTubers that have giant channels, a lot of them don't really know, they don't, they're not marketers, right? They're just YouTubers. It's very, very different. Okay. Those are my so, favorite, my favorite clients are the people with a million followers that are like trying to sell effing t-shirts. And I'm yeah. like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like the blog site that gets 10 million visitors a month and they're just selling ad space. Like really? Like that's the best you can do. You have a top, you know, you have a blog on whatever, pick a niche. And the only thing you come up with is to let other, like, like let, we need to talk. Let's talk rev share deal here. Come on. Sit, let's yeah, sit down. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious. You know, they're, yeah, exactly. They've got a million subscribers and they're making a little bit of money from their views and YouTube pays them, which is great. Right. Um, and you're, you're exactly right. They sell little things like t-shirts and they don't understand marketing. And so, um, the, the way that you really need to do this is understand that platforms like YouTube, and it's just because we're talking about YouTube right now, but it's the same for Twitter, it's the same for Instagram, it's the same for Facebook. All of these websites are just giant pools of people for you to siphon into your business, okay? Whatever your business is. And um, the, the way that I would do it is I would siphon people from YouTube, for example, onto my email list. And it's very easy. All you have to do is drop your link in the description box inside of YouTube. And at the end of your video, you just have a call to action. You say, hey, listen, if you want to find out a little bit more about how I do this, I've got a you know a free ebook, I've got a free report, I've got a free four-day video training program that will teach you how to do you know X, Y, and Z. Just click on it, leave your email address inside, and I'll see you on the next page. Something something simple like that. And then once people get onto your email list, then that's really